Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the JRE Review. Today I'm reviewing Joe's conversation with Eric Weinstein. And as Joe says, not to be confused with Weinstein or any of the other Steinstein combinations. This is podcast 1320 of Joe's show. Um, again, so many podcasts. The dude's just a fucking podcast making machine. Love it. Uh, this is a heady one, guys. If you've heard Eric before, uh, he's part of what Joe calls the dork web, or the dark web, as Eric likes to call it. And, um, that's like Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, Eric Weinstein, um, uh, Shapiro, I think maybe a couple of others. I don't really know too much about all that, but uh, just a, a group of thinkers that try to stay open-minded and think differently about things and, you know, is a lot of white men, but, uh, you know, good guys. Anyway, this one's a lot to take on. Um, it, it, it starts out light, and Eric's entertaining and obviously very intelligent, and they're having some fun, and they're going back and forth, and then Eric gets into it, his math and goes deep and you know i mean there's always a disconnect when someone is just so super smart and talking about such complex issues you can't you almost can't dumb down some things right Uh, i'll put it that way but um you know let's try and make some sense of it anyway let's get on with this thing All right. They start off talking about something interesting. Eric says that uh, the way that he's thinking, it's almost like less sexual thoughts as a man. And when you turn 40, you know, or around there, your testosterone starts to drop significantly. I mean, it's really dropping after you're 18, but it's much slower. And, you know, I remember what it was like all through my 20s early 30s and definitely teenage years i mean sex is like 80 percent of what you're thinking about you're obsessed this is why you porn is like the most popular fucking website in the world uh it just obsesses it all of your thoughts and he's talking i mean he's in his 50s now that it's you know that's slowed down that his testosterone is slowed down and it's it like almost frees up some of his thinking and i find that kind of fascinating like i wonder how much of our brains are taking up by thoughts that in time will drop out, you know? And, and, it, and it's not just the desire for sex in that sense, but it could be um, your desire for stuff, you know? I know when I was in my early 20s, like, the next car was a big thing, the next this, the next that, what house I get, or just items I can buy. I'm far less concerned about that now in my late 30s. It's about... It's far more about the connections I make and just the things that I learn myself. Like stuff just is not as appealing. And and I don't want to say that like in this, oh, I've learned this enlightened way. I, I just kind of let things go naturally. You know, I'm not pushing it. I'm not trying to fight against urges. It just slowly became less important to me. Maybe I just noticed that I, I just wasn't all that happy from certain things that I would purchase. You know, saying that, though, I still buy a bunch of shit from Amazon, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Some good news coming out of Canada that I think Joe 
uh, didn't take any credit for, but he mentioned it, that they have banned all orca and dolphin captivity in Canada. And um, in no small part to probably Joe having, you know, his one buddy on that worked at Sealand or... Damn it. I should really should remember that. But uh, recently had a, his friend on who's great. And um, my apologies for not remembering his name. I thought I had it. But he... he Marineland, that's it. He worked there. And then there was some walrus that he bonded with. And basically, he's just making the point that, um, you know, that place is fucked up, and now they've got rid of it. So maybe they do that in the U.S. too. And, uh, you know, these things are smart. Even Eric talked about how the orcas don't eat us. There's, like, no recorded, um, almost none. I guess one surfer got bit once. But, like, the whales leave humans alone. They're like, no, we're not, not having a part of it. You know, and it's not like they're not ruthless. They jack fucking great whites. I mean, unbelievable. And that's a thing I didn't even know about till that, till that other guy came on from Marineland. I didn't know that orcas could take out these whales. But uh, yeah, good job Joe Rogan and his podcast for for helping that stuff. That's a major animal conservation right there. It's very impressive. Uh, Joe talks a little bit about doing edibles, what it does, and how it works. Edibles are interesting. You know, now marijuana is legal in, in at least in California recreationally, and getting more so in other places. You know, people need to know what they're taking um, because edibles are definitely the scarier one, potentially. Like, you can smoke a shit ton and you probably just fall asleep or you'll feel weird for an hour and then you're okay. You know, you, but you can survive an hour. Edibles are more of a journey. You do some mega edibles and you're out and about, you might be in a in a, a bad way for four or five hours That that wouldn't you know, that's not unreasonable to say. I mean, it couldn't be a mess. And it's because it changes the, basically your body produces this 11-hydroxy metabolite that Joe often references. Uh, shout out to Joe's chemical knowledge. Well done, Joe. And um, it's five times more psychoactive than THC, which is pretty intense. I mean, that edibles are psychedelic, you know, they really are. They're, they're not sh- like a shrooms, but I mean, you're tripping. You, you're you in a different place if you've done some heavy, heavy edibles. Really good for the float tank. Um, I've taken some. So I've gone down to Float Lab in Venice where Joe references a lot and knows Crash, the guy down there. And um, I've taken some pretty strong edibles one time and Crash just kind of left me in there. It was hilarious. My girlfriend ended up calling down to float lab just to see if i was still alive or what was happening or if i'd freaked out on edibles and ran down venice boulevard or but no i was fine i was just in there i was thinking for a while that it was taking a long time like time was going maybe slow but i was i was determined to stay in for the what i thought was the two hours until crash or the other employees come uh wake you up or get you know get you out of there and uh, no, it ended up being almost four hours I was in there. It was, it was a wild time. Uh, I really enjoyed it. If you guys haven't tried that, I know he bangs, Joe bangs on about float tanks a lot. Check it out. They're so good. They really are just fantastic. Um, so what was Eric talking about? When was he working into things? So he kind of opens it up with saying that he doesn't, he almost doesn't feel like he's all the way here. Like he's kind of checked out of life a little bit. 
and I don't really know where he was going with that, but um, he... Oh, excuse me, my alarm. Oh, dear. Sorry. Frick. Why did I have that on, anyway? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. I was icing my shoulder for my shoulder injury that I have, and then I put a timer on like an unprofessional idiot. Uh, but yeah, he was talking about like the interactions of people, right? So men, for example, when he went over Brian Callan's house, he tells this story about how everyone was shitting on each other, making fun of each other. Like there were all a lot of comics, a lot of fighters, a lot of masculine men, a lot of people that just know how to talk shit. But he said it was nothing but love. And you know, none of us like to be picked on. And it is difficult to deal with. And when we're a teenager and growing up, especially, it's very hard. And then some adults get into adulthood and there's there's no real kind of like hazing, you know, and everyone's like, oh, hazing needs to go. Well, yeah, to some degree, but you need to build a thick skin and you need to be able to laugh at yourself. You need to be able to not take yourself too seriously. It's a way to kind of test each other to make sure that we're not being too sensitive, that we're strong, at least amongst men. I think it's important. I have a good group of friends um, that I work with, that I'm really close to, and we talk so much shit to each other, constantly, straight to our faces. I mean, any chance we get to bash the other one. And it's fucking hilarious. Honestly, at first, it was a bit weird to get used to, but now that I'm on it, it's like, wow, you just, you know, you'll call yourself out for being an idiot before you give them a chance to. It's brilliant. It's like you don't try and hide it because you're like, well, they're going to figure it out and then they're going to hit me and you just got to own up. It's like it's an accountability thing. And and I, I find that I find that great. And it was cool that he brought that up. Now, why did he? Well, he talks about the idea of telling this portal story and what he calls a portal story is a story that's told over and over again throughout human history. And it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland or even like The Matrix. It's like life is normal, and then you find this thing and this secret way of getting in, like in the Matrix, it's waking up in the Matrix, and now you know the next thing or where the next journey is going, and it's like these are stories that we just love. We love this like hard left, this portal into another life, another dimension, another level of truth, and it's almost like the next realm right? So then he starts to get into the crazy math, and some of it he calls the Octonians. It almost sounds like a different race of people, like an alien race, but I guess it's just a certain subset of numbers that are very strange, and each time you kind of, I guess, integrate them down, which is like go to the next level of what they are, uh, you have to give up these rules that kind of govern regular numbers that make them consistent. It's all very strange. I had never heard of it, and I'm far, far too dumb to make any sense of it. But I wanted to try and pull out where he was trying to go with it. And it's almost like a universal theory of all things. It's like he wants to know what the portal of this life really is. Like, what happens if we go beyond Einstein's theory of relativity and the E equals MC squared and and get something that's almost more encompassing, which Einstein was working on, like the theory of everything, I think he called it, or the complete theory of everything, towards the end of his life, which he never really got to. And, um, And for a few reasons, like Einstein didn't really like the idea of quantum mechanics. He said that it sounded too random and that God doesn't play dice. And, you know, so there was some rejection of, of the more modern physics 
that he didn't encompass and uh but i i i also think accidentally he discovered either dark matter or dark energy though that wasn't really given to him till after his life but there was just some part of this constant that he used in some of his equations that just happened to lead to this information which is fascinating so don't if you're a mathematician out there don't throw any of your math out some of it might come back even if it looks like junk who the fuck am i to give mathematicians advice i don't know i don't sorry i apologize um he talked a little bit about how iq tests aren't really a measure of intelligence and and I'd have to agree with that. It's just like you get good at taking tests, or you can, you can practice it. Like the intelligence is all different kind of ways. And you know, they even talk about Kanye and how smart he is in the sense of like his level of intelligence, and it's it's very creative and it's and it's interesting. Um, but but yeah. So so what Eric is trying to say is it, he wants to save the world, right? He's not a big fan of Trump. You'll hear that. He's worried about that uh, and s- says things are coming apart that, like, stabilize our societies. I don't know if he's being a bit doomsday with this, but he's a little concerned. So he's starting his new podcast, which is the Portal Podcast. I'm sure it'll be very heady, but he's going to have some great guests. And if you like listening to this conversation with Joe and you follow it well, you know, check out his podcast for sure. He's definitely a very, very smart dude. And uh, he gives a shout out to Joe at the end, just saying that he loves Joe for empowering people. And Joe helped his brother, Eric's brother, uh, go through a difficult time, uh, which is really fascinating and, and super nice. And just, you know, again, it just shows what Joe does and what he's capable of. And he takes no credit. But Eric ends on um, uh, a quote that I really liked. And he goes, we are gods, but for the wisdom. And he gives the example of splitting the atom and diagramming the cell. Like we can do f- amazing things, godlike things, but we just don't have the wisdom. We're just still a bunch of apes with all this knowledge. And that's a little scary in some ways. And it's kind of amazing that we do keep things going and the power is on. And you wake up and the internet works and the TV is doing what it does and there's fucking food in the grocery store. So. Shout out to the human race. Let's uh, keep this shit rolling. Anyway, guys, thank you as always. Please follow uh, uh, our team on uh, Instagram at Joe Rogan Review, uh, Joe Rogan Experience Review. God, I don't even know my own Instagram. And uh, thanks as always for downloading. You guys are awesome, and I'm going to keep trying to give you the best show I can. Peace.